You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Jump right into it. It's going to go fast today. We are doing two hours. We can't do any more than two hours because we do have a uh, our webinar series today on uh, blood sugar at one o'clock. Uh, if you are interested, there's still actually time to sign up for that. You have to be in one of our programs, but you, uh, I'll let you know right now. Um, if you want to be a part of that, you could call the Tribe Care team and they'll get you all set up for this afternoon at 1 855 800 3835, or you can go right to the website, and sign up for one of the plans there. Um, let's truck.com under the health plans. We're going to get started. Here we go. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. Today is Destination Health. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking and health is a big part of business. So in today's show, we'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. This food, nutrition, diet, exercise, lifestyle, disease, drugs, supplements, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us. We've been lied to for decades and it is killing us. Kim and I are here to help you find the truth and find your destination health. We're going to get to your calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Oh, so glad to be here. Am I in here? Yep. Okay, good. I was dropping. My call was dropping earlier. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're here. Good. Awesome. You know, I'm going to, I don't know why I say this, but I really didn't prepare any notes for the open today. I've been working really hard on the, uh, uh, the blood sugar uh, webinar because that's such an important one and there's some really new information again so I'm excited about that uh, so I think we'll get to a lot of calls today I do have a couple things yeah just off the top of my head that I want to go over um, one is we have talked a lot not so much lately, but definitely in the beginning, we talked a lot about our microbiome, our, and we refer to it in lots of different ways. I don't know that anybody settled on one term yet. We've gut bacteria, microbiome. There's all kinds of ways that, you know, I call them gut bugs. There's all kinds of ways we refer to it, but it is the cutting edge of health right now. It is absolutely changing everything we know about health and what we thought we knew last week could literally be different this week. That's how crazy this is. But it makes total sense when you understand one concept. And I've talked about this, but this just blew me away the first time I read it. We were really, really big into genetics. Remember, a couple decades, 
they they talked about you know they were getting so close to breaking the human genome and finally mapping the whole thing and we heard about that for about a decade they poured trillions of dollars into that organizations and groups all over the world and they finally did it they mapped the entire human genome and it was a little bit of a letdown it, right from the very start we thought we were going to cure every disease once we figured out the genome we would find a gene that caused this disease and then we would be able to target that gene whether it was drugs or therapy or whatever they were going to do, they figure if they knew the cause, if they could find the gene. And, and we believed that everything had to be genes. And if we can find the gene, we'll fix and cure the disease. And it was exciting. And then all of a sudden, you know, several years after they mapped the whole genome and we just didn't hear anything anymore. It, things just got quiet. The only place we really see, you know, genetics and DNA on a regular basis is on CSI. In, in crime, it works really well. But other than to identify a person, we really haven't done much with this whole genetic thing. It was a big letdown and nobody really talked about it. It just kind of quietly went away. We thought for sure we would cure all these cancers because we thought cancer was absolutely a genetic disease. Cancer was an interesting story because if you go back into the 20s and 30s, there were two theories. One said cancer was genetic even way back then. Another one said it was metabolic. And, and those were two totally different ideas. And of course, like happens so many times in health, the group that was proposing that it was a metabolic disease was ridiculed and and they were virtually ostracized out of the research and medical community and we moved forward always believing that it was genetic and it was going to take us figuring out the the genetic code to solve it well the, it's clear now very clear nobody talks about this most cancers over well over probably 90 percent of cancers are clearly metabolic diseases, not genetic at all. Even when the when it is a genetic variant that could predispose you to getting that cancer, it's not a death sentence. Just because you have that gene doesn't mean you're going to get that cancer. It just means you have a higher likelihood and that gene can either be turned on or off based on your diet and your lifestyle. So even the few cancers that are genetic still have a very strong basis in diet and lifestyle. So as we're studying this microbiome, the number that just absolutely blew me away, but it explains a lot. So it turns out genetics may, may be what we're looking at. We're just looking at the wrong genes. We're looking at the wrong genetics. So it turns out that the human body only has 23,000 pairs. There are worms that have that many. We are not complicated genetically at all. That's what surprised everybody. We thought we'd be the most complicated organism on the planet, but we're not, not even close. We are genetically very simple if we look at our human genes. But if we look at all the genetic material in our body, 
we are incredibly complicated because only 1% of our genes belong to us. Only 1% is human. Another way of putting that is if we look at your genes, Kim, compared to mine, Mm -hmm. they are virtually identical. So there's just not that much difference. And even if we were, even if we originate from wildly different parts of the planet, totally different backgrounds, our genes are very, very close. In fact, I've heard a statistic where like we have, we share 97% of our genes with chimpanzees. Don't hold me to that number, but it's an, we're very, very similar if we compare our human genes, almost identical but our human genes are only 1% of the genetic material in our body. The other 99% of the genes, the genetic material, belong to other organisms, bacteria, viruses, protozoa, all these critters. We're just a big container for all these critters. So if we look at that genetic material, and we compare you and I again. Remember, if we compare our human genes to each other, we're virtually identical. If we compare the rest of the genetic material, it is less than 15% now that's similar. Hmm. That is crazy. And this is just coming out now? Every day, I swear, I read a new article where just cutting edge stuff that they're figuring this out. So now when we talk about bioindividuality, it starts Mm -hmm. to make some sense because if we look at our own genes, our human genes, we're not bioindividual. We're almost identical. We're, We're almost like carbon copies of each other. So why would we have all these wildly different results and everybody saying, well, it's because you're bioindividual? Well, not if we look at our human genes. But if we look at all the other genetic material, we are wildly different. No wonder why we get such crazy results doing the same things. Yeah. Just, just, I can see this going a long way. I can see you really diving into this even more. Um, it's, it's pretty exciting. It, it really is. It, on one hand, it's so exciting because it opens up mm-hmm. so many possibilities. On the other hand, we are talking about hundreds of trillions of genes now hundreds yeah. of trillions where, yeah. where do you think this is going to go <laughs> the, the variations are mind-boggling mm-hmm. but I, I we're still already learning some big picture stuff that can make a, a difference one of the reasons i i um, chose to talk about this today one i've been doing a lot of reading but two there is a, a really interesting company that just hit the market. Um, they are the only company that exists, I believe, certainly in the United States. I don't know about the rest of the world that has this technology to map the genetic material in your gut microbiome. They they are doing the most cutting edge mapping of what is in your gut they can identify the bacteria the viruses the protozoa uh, parasites this is a really exciting test and an exciting company and we're going to talk about that a little bit more when i get back stick around 
We'll be right back with more stuff. We'll be getting to your calls and questions shortly. So stay with us. This is Destination Health. I'm Kevin Rothenberg. I'm Kevin Rothford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get to your calls in just a little bit. Kim, before I go on more about this company and this test, I I want to let everybody know uh, we're not releasing the name of the company or the test today. It's because it's still so new. I just found this. I've ordered the test. They're not inexpensive. Um, So it's more than just a test. This is really interesting. It is a year-long program and you submit samples as often as you want up to every month, um, the least number of samples you can submit during the year is four. And based on four samples a year, it's $1,200 for the program. There's wow. actually two, two very different things they're doing. They are, and I'll just read this because it's, it's easier to read. Um, gut microbiome composition. This is one of the things they're going to do. All of the organisms living in your gut are identified and quantified, including bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites at the species and the strain level. This is a level of resolution that has never been available before. I think this technology came out of the, isn't it like the rocket propulsion lab in Alameda or somewhere down there in New Mexico? This came out of some really high-tech lab. Um, and there, there's the only company that can do this. So sticking on the, the microbiome, because that's one of the things they're going to do. Um, they say, while the makeup of the organisms in your gut is important, finding out what they are doing is critical. By identifying the genes that the organisms in your microbiome are expressing, their biological activities can be determined. How your body is responding to them can also be understood. For example, vitamin and amino acid synthesis, short-chain fatty acid production, and carbohydrate and lipid metabolism. So they're going to be able to identify how well you metabolize carbohydrates and fats, which is something we're always trying to figure out because that's all about you know, our ideal balance in our diet. They do something else that I, I'm interested in, and there's not a lot of uh, detail, so I'm, I can't wait till my test comes. They shipped it, so I should be getting it in a couple of days. Both Lisa and I are going to do this. Um, they, their second group of tests is based around metabolic flexibility, analyzing how your body responds to a nutritional challenge determines the ideal ratio of macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fats, and foods 
that provide the optimal nutrition for your body at any given time. That's going to be that's going to be really exciting to see. I'm really anxious to see you guys' results and what you do with it. Yeah, now there was a there might have been a little bit of a clue in there. I think that this metabolic challenge test that you have to do, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to entail, but I think I it sounded a lot to me like the oral glucose challenge. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I and wonder I th- how they do test that. I mean, I've had the, like my resting metabolic done. I mean, that's with a breathing thing, um, resting, you know. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how they test. I think what, and again, I'm just guessing. I'll know when my test gets here. But yeah. I think you have to drink the oral glucose solution, which I've heard is awful. Mm-hmm. And then you actually do, um, uh, finger pricks at certain intervals. Yeah. So I think yeah. really checking blood sugar control over time, then yeah. they're combining it with all of this other information they have. And it, this is, so there's an app that goes with this. The app itself was incredibly in-depth. Like I've already loaded the app. They tell you to do that ahead of time. Um, put in all your information from where you signed up for the program and the forms, and they ask you all kinds of questions. I mean, it's similar to our nutrition. So I am really looking forward to this. This sounds like it could just. That's going to be great. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, do I have anything? Boy, there's just been so much going on. I've done a ton of reading again lately, um, but my mind's just kind of swirling with all this information on this and the webinar we've been getting ready for and all the programs here at Let's Truck. I'm, uh, I'm actually a little burnout. Um, yeah. The interesting the uh, no matter how worn out and tired I get, and I'm at that point, we, we're just, I, I probably need a day or two rest. But the amazing thing is, if I get up and do the Bulletproof, especially the Brain Octane, that is like my secret weapon these days. Get up and do Bulletproof with uh, large doses of Brain Octane, and I am ready to go again. And I, um, it's just really amazing. And I know I shouldn't do this too long. Um, eventually it's going to take a toll on my adrenals. I've done, I, I do my own adrenal testing though. And right now I'm still okay. So we're going to push through a little bit because we have a lot of exciting stuff going on. Um, one of the yeah. things I, yeah. I mentioned it to you this morning and it, it popped up as I was working on this webinar, we, we are developing protocols and protocols. People are confused about that word. It, it's kind of like a set of instructions. Wouldn't you say that's a, a good Mm-hmm. description yeah, of what absolutely. a protocol yeah, absolutely. is. We try, yeah, to, it's just, we try to educate a little bit in, as part of it too. You know, do a little education and then this is why you want to do this too. Most times I know coming to it, but it just, I, I, we're all about education. And I love adding that and then do this. Yeah, so when we use the word protocol, we're just talking about a, a clear step-by-step set of instructions for whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. So if we say we have a blood sugar protocol, which we do, it's a clear set of instructions on things you should do to get your blood sugar under control. You should eat like this. You should monitor your blood sugar like this. You should avoid these foods. You should eat these foods. You should 
uh, consider these supplements. You could look at these spices. So that's what a protocol is. And, and we are building protocols constantly around here. And one of them popped into my head this morning that we absolutely need. Um, and I could probably use it right now myself would be mm -hmm. a de-stressing protocol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Step by step that we should be doing every day to lower stress. And we want to build this protocol two ways. One, something that can be done virtually every day. You know, it, you could go lay on the beach and get a massage every day, and that would be very de-stressing, but that's not something you're going to do every day. So we want to build this around people that really have a life and they're working, and specifically people who are working in a truck, and then it gets really challenging, but we like challenges, so... Uh, we're going to get started on that one. Uh, right. Yeah. Anything you've got? Should we get to calls? What do you want to do? No, it was interesting because I know we were doing the blood sugar protocol and I was watching some videos and, and just, I'm really excited for this webinar because it just affects so many people. Um, we, and it, it just follows the whole thing where, you know, we've been told one thing for so long and it's just so exciting that with blood sugar, there's just so much we can do. And we're seeing it with our listeners and our tribe out there. And um, it's just, I, I like having a little bit of time to do a little bit of research as well, too, because education and learning is just, it's the key to this. I mean, you could do what we say or recommend, but we always recommend to go learn as well. And so that's why we try to offer so many things. So yeah, I'm very excited for this, this webinar you've been working so hard on. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, now let's jump into a question. We can get started on one, then we'll get to yeah. a break. Here we mm -hmm. go. Gary, Gary, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Uh, I've been communicating with Kim and trying to call in here for probably a month now. Uh, I took your NutriQ. I've been eating keto for a year and a half. Um, uh, and I started gaining weight in the last couple months, and I was kind of concerned about that. I gained about uh, about 10 pounds, actually. I had lost 30 altogether and gained 10. I took the NutriQ, and like I said, she she recommended some things. So, but I just uh, was curious as to why you think I'm gaining weight. Uh, Kim, I, I've got some ideas. Do we have his NutriQ? Yeah, let me go. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do what, uh, so Gary, this isn't unusual. So don't, don't feel like, you know, you've totally screwed up or something's, you know, weird about you. This is very common. We see this happen a lot. One of the first things I have to address and, and people, their, their gut reaction is, oh no, I haven't changed anything about the way I eat. We always have to look hard at that. And if you have food journals from when you first started, you know, which we do recommend when you're going keto in the beginning, keep that food journal, log your macronutrients so that we know, you know, what is your macronutrient balance that allows you to stay in ketosis. We also talk about testing ketosis. Now, I tell people you don't have to do those things, but they always help. And if you had that information, then we could say, okay, let's do a food journal now. Honestly, look at what we're eating now and let's just look at the macronutrient balance. Has it shifted? Have I slowly started to allow more of a certain macronutrient, primarily carbs or even protein, back in? Because it's almost like 
you know, calling tech support for your computer before you check to see that it's plugged in. I mean, sometimes we just miss the absolute obvious stuff, and I want to make sure that we're not doing that. So let me get to a break. We'll come back. I want you to think about that. There are several other things that can cause this, and we'll go over each one right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we are talking with Gary in Missouri. So, Gary, I wouldn't, you know, make a a knee-jerk reaction to that possibility. I, I would really study and think about it because it doesn't take much. You know, carbs can sneak into the diet pretty easily, and and if we're not tracking and paying attention, and I am not a fan of tracking forever. I don't do it. I, I track at very specific times, and then most of the time, I just let it go, relax, and eat the way I know I should eat, because um, I, I don't want to get all crazy about tracking stuff all the time. But with the apps that are out there, um, it's not that hard to do and it's pretty accurate. So take a look at that just to make sure we're not missing um, something obvious. The other thing that we see a lot um, is a, an adrenal issue. And this is, we are finding this more and more as a common thread across drivers, especially team drivers, even more of a challenge. The ad- adrenal. The whole, it, I, I must have spent four hours this morning trying to come up with a good way to explain what's going on with adrenal, thyroid, pituitary, and insulin. And I finally gave and said, why do I, it, you just can't. It's too complicated to even simplify other than to just say, this is what happens. The, the adrenals will release cortisol. Cortisol starts a whole cascade of other stuff around the body. And the simple answer is constant release of cortisol will put you into fat storage mode. And it will produce blood sugar even if you're not eating it. That's the crazy part. We, I, I thought for a long time, look, how can you have high blood sugar if you're not putting it in your body? Now, you're not going to get those crazy high three and 400 readings. But adrenaline spikes and cortisol spikes will raise blood sugar, and they put the body into fat storage mode. That's the simple answer. The complicated answer is just in so incredibly complicated, it's, I couldn't even go into it in 10 hours um, if I wanted to. So we really have to look at stress. And a lot of people, again, say, oh, no, I'm not stressed. We're all stressed. I'm one of the most chill person I know, and I catch myself all day long in that fight or flight mode. And, you know, if you take just a minute throughout the day 
and do some square breathing. And we, we put this in one of our protocols. It was in our webinar um, last month. I'll mention it again this month. Square breathing is just a quick exercise. I shouldn't say quick because we should do it slow. It's a slow exercise, but doesn't take much time where we just breathe in slowly and deeply for three or four seconds, just a simple count. We hold that breath for three or four seconds. We exhale that breath for three or four seconds. We hold the exhale for three or four seconds and we do it again. So it's square because we're inhaling up, holding across, exhaling down, holding across. So it's called square breathing. And the, the minute I think of doing it, I, I identify how stressed I really am, even when I didn't think I was. Your whole body relaxes. And if you do that throughout the day, you will get your body out of that fight or flight mode, which we now know that fight or flight mode activates fat storage mode. So stress is, you're going to hear more and more about this uh, from us. And that's why I mentioned we're going to do a de-stress protocol, something you can do every day and make a habit because we have found people that we've been through all the other things that can block their weight loss or start to cause weight gain. And we hit a brick wall. We, we could not figure it out. And it comes down to stress. This one's hard to identify. If people won't admit that they're stressed, if they don't understand that they're stressed, the only other way we could verify this would be a free cortisol test. And I don't mean free as in it doesn't cost anything. It's the cortisol, the free cortisol that's flowing around your body. And I, I believe you even do this over like a 24-hour period. Uh, you take multiple readings. Kim, have you done a cortisol test? I know you, you probably no. know more about that. Oh, no, I thought you no, did. No, I haven't. And to, well, and to tell you the truth, it was, um, like when I was going to the doctor of Chinese medicine, she was saying that she goes, we could do this stuff, but we already know you are, you know, type deal. So it was mainly right. taking the slower approach, the slower yeah. approach and trying to deal with it that way. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing. We, we don't want to send people out for a bunch of expensive tests. If there are other ways we can determine this stuff, I'd much rather do that. Um, so, but if somebody just said, look, I'm not stressed and we've tried everything else, then my only answer to them would be, well, we need to see the cortisol levels because you may not even be in touch with your body enough to know that you're this stressed. Um, so, so Gary, I'm just really going to leave it at those two right now. There are some other things we've come across, um, thyroid issues, pituitary issues, but honestly, they all tie into the adrenals. They all tie into stress. Um, and the two big ones are just your macronutrient balance, maybe getting out of whack again. And then we would look at stress. Yeah, I would think that there's stress there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, that. good. Uh, good. Not good that there's stress, uh, but good that you've identified it and you know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not really, it's not really stress, but it, I think about it. So I'm stressing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, How much it's just little things. That, uh, I sent you, I did send you a, uh, what, what I was eating for like three days while I was working. When I'm working, I drink probably three cups, but that, but it's all bulletproof. Three, eight ounce cups. Uh, it's all, yeah, you I know, think you I did. Put, uh, 
yeah and, and the reason and butter and... yeah and and i drink you know usually no more than three cups a day i actually had a day last just not that long ago that it was just one of those crazy long days and i knew i was going to be working late into the night and i had a fourth cup that almost never happens for me my average is two three when i'm working um sometimes on my days off i'm working doing physical work out in the yard it's only one um so i i like caffeine for a lot of reasons i love bulletproof coffee but we do look at caffeine because caffeine can cause that same cascade of hormones that stress does. It, it, it's a stimulant and it stimulates those same responses as the fight or flight response does. It may be a milder version of it, but, you know, we worked with somebody the other day that was drinking 12 cups of coffee a day and taking another supplement that had caffeine. He had one of the worst adrenal scores I've ever seen. And it's not surprising. This stuff really does work. Our NutriQ picks this stuff up. When we when we say, you know, caffeine can wreck your adrenals, it absolutely can. It can be good for a lot of things, but it, it's balance. Um, you know, Michael just reminded me of something I, that needs to be covered right here because we use the word stress in a very narrow definition. We think of emotional stress on our body we also have physical stress on our body we have the mental stress that everybody thinks of we have physical stress of overworking the body or overtraining the body we have food stresses if you're eating foods that you're reacting negatively to it's that same fight or flight response so we have to look at food sensitivities we have chemicals and toxins in our environment and in our food supply that creates stress within our body. Again, when you look at it in that way, all of these stresses combined, there isn't a person in this country who isn't overstressed unless they absolutely work on all of these things. We could throw one more in, which we know is a problem for drivers. Irregular and poor quality sleep is a huge stressor on your body. Yeah, and I get that plenty. It is no wonder what, what, that virtually every NutriQ we look at is off the charts on adrenals for drivers. It's so common. So is there anything else uh, that I can do for the adrenals? I mean... Yeah, now we we've used some adrenal supplements, and honestly, I'm not real fond of them right now. And I, again, we know why, because the supplements are always just an add-on. We have to address the root cause. Just like we say, don't use supplements if you're not going to clean up your diet. Don't use adrenal supplements unless you are going to clean up your diet, de-stress your life, try to fix your sleep patterns, um, eliminate toxins, and check food sensitivities. So we have to do all five of those things before a supplement's probably going to do much good. So we haven't been recommending many, many adrenal supplements lately. And I, I don't see it's doing it until we really address those five issues first. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. Um, Kim, this is a, a, an example of how fast this kind of stuff is developing and how we're learning constantly. And, you know, this fits so well with the other theory. Like, and I've talked many times about how I had given up on supplements. I had been through that whole thing over and over at different times in my life. They never did anything that I could really tell. I thought they were a complete waste of money. Then when I went through the nutritional therapy program and we learned about high quality targeted supplements, I saw some results. But it took me a while to realize I was only seeing results when my diet was really clean. And when we started working with clients, we see the same thing. But the mm -hmm. one group of supplements, you and I have talked about this, we've been really disappointed in are the adrenal supplements. We're giving people the adrenal supplements. They're not feeling any change. We're not seeing their scores come down. And we've tried a couple different and we thought, well, that's just the wrong supplement. We'll try another one. We see almost zero results. Well, I think we just identified why. If you don't fix those other problems first, the adrenal supplements aren't going to do anything. So you and I have probably not put adrenal supplements on a list in quite some time because we couldn't figure out which one to use. They weren't working. And, and we are all about results here. We're not going to give you something and say, well, it, it is working. You just don't know it. We want results. We want you to feel the difference and we want to measure that re the difference in the NutriQ. And if we can't see the improvement, we're not going to keep taking that supplement. Mm -hmm. Now, we will give them a couple weeks or even 30 mm -hmm. days. But I think we're really right there now saying, okay, the adrenal mm -hmm. is, is a tough one. We understand why. I can't think of many jobs that would be harder on your adrenals than truck driving. I know. Um, so we are now going to dive head first into how do we solve the those five issues uh, and some of them we could solve we, we could detox somebody um, I'm not a big fan of that so that's not going to be one of our first things but environmental toxins will stress the body uh, food sensitivities which we already address in our programs um, will stress the body we know if somebody's overtraining, we don't find too many people like that um, but that could stress the body we can address all of those pretty easily. We can address the nutrients. We can get them the nutrients they need. Um, but we are going to have some challenges around sleep uh, is going to be a big one. Um, and honestly, the life stress, the, the mental, emotional stress, we can address that. And we have bits and pieces. We're going to put that into an absolute protocol. So honestly, our last stumbling block really comes down to sleep. And if we could get the other four really dialed in, I have a feeling sleep would improve. It certainly has for mm -hmm. me, and it has for a lot of other people. So maybe we really focus on those other four areas of adrenal health, and the sleep should follow along, and we just have to live with the fact that that's part of the job. But it doesn't mean we can't get them a whole lot healthier than what they already are. And when we solve that adrenal issue, then a lot of these other uh, stumbling blocks will go away. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's a good one, the lifelong. I found when, you know, and you know, you, you try them and I do as well, the supplements that we have before we, we recommend them to anybody as well too, just if, if they fit our life. And um, I found when I was doing, and I still have a little bit left, so I'll, I'll continue, but um, for the moment is it, when I was taking the supplement for adrenal, I wasn't as um, paying attention to the other things that I was doing. Like, for example, I, I love Tulsi tea, if I say that right, T-U-L-S-I-T, and it's an adaptogen herb um, yeah. that's for adrenals and that. And it's it's two pieces, two parts that I'm having the tea, but then I'm also sitting and relaxing and having it. I mean, made it part nice. of a lifestyle then. And, you know, I'll do that like in the morning, I'll do it at night. But so it's a combined thing between besides popping, you know, popping supplements. Um, and I do, I'm, I, and when you said that to me this morning, that that's the next protocol we're going to work on, I'm, I'm so excited for it because we see the impact it has on people who can create these habits. Yeah, and, and we're not going to expect somebody to park the truck and go take a yoga class three times a week. It's not going to happen. This is going to be a very practical protocol mm -hmm. for truck drivers specifically. And, and mm -hmm. that's why works so well for us. We completely understand that lifestyle. Uh, you know, a million plus miles in the truck and I still spend a lot of time on the road in the coach. I know exactly what it takes to de-stress on the road. So I'm excited about getting that one together too. Let's, um, let's make sure we get at least another call in here. Let's go to North Dakota. John, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kevin. Uh, we only have time for one question. Kim, uh, cyber or arthritis? You're asking me a question, cyber or arthritis? If you have them? Pick one. Oh, I have Which one? two questions. <laughs> let's do cyber first. Do might, we might get to arthritis in okay. the same answer. So let's talk Got about cyber. Uh, Saibo was on me. I was listening to Herschel talk about it, and I'm wondering for me to be concerned about it without having my large intestine, seeing I have an Oh, uh, boy. The, the large intestine issue is a real tough one for me, and I, I even went back to this again to try to find some research on this. The whole microbiome thing is so new that I can't find any research on what happens to somebody because your microbiome lives in the large intestine. That's where it belongs. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, any part of it at all? No. Okay, so I, I've tried to do the research on this. Uh, it would seem to me like you have to have SIBO. I mean, they, the, the bacteria's got to yeah. live somewhere. And the only place left yeah. is the small intestine. Um, here's what would be interesting. And again, I, I am not a, a big fan of just recommending expensive tests to people. Um, but I'm really excited about this new microbiome test that I'm about to do. If you could find, and like I said, it, the cheapest, it's a year long program for $1,200. It's $99 a month. So you don't have to come up with the whole $1,200. You come up with the $99 a month, you out your first test. I would be interested to see how yours comes back. Yeah, that would be interesting. Because, uh, yeah, they, it, they literally took all the large intestine because it was completely uh, uh, all altered. 
so they uh, removed it all uh, to try to get me over the symptoms I was having at that time. So, yeah, it, you know, most people that I talk to um, that that even people that really understand the gut microbiome, they've been all on top of this like I am. I'll ask them, I'll say, hey, I've got a really strange question that I didn't think of until I had, you know, a client, somebody I was talking to. What happens to the microbiome if you don't have a large intestine? And everybody gives me the deer in the headlights look. <laughs> yeah, and which is kind of scary in a way because the year that I went through and had my um, ostomy put in, it, there was at least four to five hundred just at the mail uh, in Rochester itself. And they don't even do the most of them in the United States. So that really needs, there's a lot of people out there in my situation that it needs to be addressed somehow. And absolutely. And I will tell you, I'm looking into it. I'm trying to, and I think okay, this test, this test might be interesting. Um, so it's something to think about if you can swing the $99 a month. Um, I think it would be very interesting to learn, has your body adapted and, and are the bacteria now living in your small intestine or are you just very, very short on bacteria? And if you are, we could start to predict the problems that are going to happen because of that. And I don't know if there would be a solution, but we have to start somewhere. And I think the place to start would be, let's identify what bacteria you do have. Right. Yeah, I was just kind of interested on that because when uh, Herschel was talking about it, it really got me thinking there a couple of weeks ago. And uh, you started explaining what Cybo really was. And it was just my mouth just dropped. And I was like, uh, you know. Yeah. It, they're they're not supposed to, be, to be, you know. Yeah, they're not supposed yeah. to be there. Now, I will tell you um, your second question, even though we don't have time to get to it, they're related because rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition. Autoimmune condition is all about the gut. And you have a very, obviously, a, uh, a very compromised gut. And that's what's causing the rheumatoid arthritis. That, that we know that connection is, is clear. Autoimmune and gut are absolutely tied. We we will get to that though, and I, I I'm doing more research on this because this is a real challenge and I like challenges. We'll see you next time. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. All right, we're going to jump right into a second hour. We're going to get to a bunch of your questions here this time. Let's get started. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. 
I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and health is a big part of your business, and we're here to talk about health today. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about food, nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, disease, stress, drugs, supplements, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've been lied to for decades, and it's killing us. Kim and I are here to help you find the truth and find your destination health. We're going to get to your calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. I'm oh, so glad to be here, Kevin. Ah, so last uh, last show was interesting. We, we talked a lot about some new testing, some cutting-edge technology and gut microbiome. We talked about the fact that 99% of our genetic material in our body doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the other organisms we're carrying around. I still have a hard time getting my head around this. Yeah. We've always thought we were so individual, and we are, but it's not really us. Um, 99%. We're only 1% human if we measure it by genetic material. I, I, I still just... It just makes me a little crazy thinking about that. And this is such new technology. Mention this to your doctor. I I can't imagine what they're going to say, because if you haven't studied this very, very recently, you wouldn't know this. Um, But here's another really, really interesting thing. 99% of this genetic material is not ours, and we believe it controls almost everything. It controls our health in in so many ways we don't even understand. It controls our mental health in so many ways we don't understand. No wonder why traditional drugs and surgery have been an absolute bust. They're not fixing anything. They're making it worse because we didn't understand this basic concept. So we were literally taking drugs to wipe out all this genetic material. And we don't think that's going to have a crazy, horrible effect on our health. Now, here's let's let's really boggle the mind. Ninety nine percent of the genetic material controlling almost everything that goes on in our body. It can be changed in a matter of days. Now, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, okay, and you're going to talk about the <laughs> test you're doing and so too. I, it, it's almost scary, though, too, at the same point. You know what I mean? I just, it's yeah. that whole thing, like, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm kind of, like, taking it all in and going to see where you go with it, so, yeah. Yeah, I am still going to continue to fall back to the, the only thing that I know for sure, in fact, we now call it the bedrock of health. I, I, when there's doubt, and my God, is there going to be doubt around this? Um, but when there's doubt for me, I always fall back to what we're calling now the bedrock of health, which is that real food diet. Real mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Not grains, yeah. not anything processed. Real food. Meat, vegetables, fruits, nuts, eggs, dairy. That's it. Those are the groups mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're eating those, and if we only ate those, I would just trust that my gut microbiome will probably be as good as I'm going to be able to get it. 
without trying to understand all of this other stuff. Now, I'm just crazy about this, so I have to understand it. So I'm going to do the hacking and try to figure this out. But I'm also going to really, really focus on, and this isn't hard for me because this is my diet now. I, I only eat real food. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a struggle for me anymore. In fact, I can't imagine eating any of that other stuff anymore. And I think as long as we do that, we don't have to worry about how complicated this could be that our bodies will operate the way they evolved because that's how we developed this gut bacteria over all of that time was because we were eating real food. So we can still fall back to that and not have to stress over this too much because we know what's stressful. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, ha, boy. Um, And then at the end of that show, we had the outrageous question of if all of that bacteria is living in your gut, your large intestine, we have lots of people having their large intestine removed. What the hell is that going to do to somebody? Yeah. And the medical community isn't even thinking about this. So here's where we get into the whole problem of our medical community again. Most of these, I said most because it's not all, but most of these operations where they're either taking out part of the large intestine or the whole large intestine or other parts of the digestive tract, they are almost always caused by a digestive disorder to begin with, Mm -hmm. an IBD, Crohn's, something that has become so severe, the intestines are so damaged that they just take it out. Well, it was damaged because of the diet. We know that. That's an absolute. Nothing else caused this. It's our diet that caused the problem. You had leaky gut, so now we have autoimmune conditions going on. We need tons of nutrition and lots of good, healthy gut bacteria of the right kind to fix the problem. But instead, we take it all out. How do you ever fix the problem now? Yeah. So much of medicine makes the initial problem worse and creates new problems because they refuse to address the root cause. And too quick. Um, And not thinking of the consequences that go with it. So, yeah. So I am so excited that it didn't take four years of medical school and $250,000 of student loans and, you know, doing a residency and all the other crazy stuff that doctors have to do. Um, we're fixing people mm-hmm. without all of that. We're, we're absolutely addressing the root cause of these problems. That's, that's incredibly exciting. It sure is. And humbling. We're honored, I'll tell you. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy. You know, we talk about the education and I know, you know, you and I are the same age and to think, you know, to learn this stuff now is is exciting. But then to, you know, be able to pass it on to our families. You know, you have Michael taking the course and it's pass it on to his little ones, him and Bridget's little ones, you know, and and just we're changing our family trees, you know, just as they say with finances, we're doing it with health as well. Yeah. That's all right. So before I get uh, too crazy about that, what do you say we get some calls? <laughs> That's great. 
All right, let's do that. Let's go to Kansas. Wade, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Hi, Wade. Um, well, my first question, um, as far as getting to your website and stuff, are, are you guys coming up with a, uh, an app to, to get to your store and, and to, to get to your stuff easier? We have lots of website changes going on in the background right now, more than ever, because we uh, we finally decided we had so much to do, we just bought our programming company. Um, so there is a lot going on um, with the website, with apps, with our podcast network. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't have all the details right now, um, but there's a lot going on. Okay, and then you've been talking about your protocols and stuff. Um, do you have a protocol or, or you know, something along the lines like keto for dummies or that are trying to get started into mm. it? You know, with with different you know recipes and 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 good foods. You know, I know the well, basics. Have, you know, eat real food. Yeah, it, that I, wouldn't. No be a protocol because it, it it's a little more in-depth than a protocol I tell you what I do have I have an online course uh, that would be a self-paced course it, that will have all the things you just mentioned and I've literally got it about 85% done there it part of it is video work and that's really what's holding me up because we want the video to be really good quality video. We don't want to just, you know, shoot something in the room with an iPhone and slap it up there. So we're in <laughs> yeah. the process of um, setting up a, a video studio and, you know, finding a good video editor, uh, somebody to do this. And literally once – and there's not a lot of video. There, there's just a, a couple minutes, less than 10 minutes of video per segment just to kind of strengthen all of the other material that's there. There's audio, there's PDFs, there's uh, some quizzes you actually take, there's recipes that go along with it, meal plans. And so, yeah, we will be releasing that, um, and I'm pretty excited about that. And once that one is done, look out, because I've got, I think, at almost 10, maybe even more than 10, already started and outlined. Um, a big push for us is going to be this these online courses because it fits so well with these health topics. We'll be right back with more stuff from Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We are off to Texas. Frank, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Uh, my question today is uh, I have a uh, uh, fasting glucose problem. And uh, to give you a little background, uh, I had uh, emergency heart surgery about a year ago for to have a tumor removed from my right upper chamber of my heart and took up the whole chamber. They found it by accident. 
And okay. before this, I had no problems at all with uh, glucose, uh, with fasting, with any of that stuff. Now, all of a sudden, after after I had the surgery, when I checked my fasting sugar, and I've been diagnosed with prediabetes, you know, every day it's like anywhere from 100 to 125. So part of the problem with the way we measure glucose, um, so that's fasting. That's only one number. And, and that number on its own is kind of meaningless because honestly, we know that you don't really do any damage to the body until your your blood sugar levels are over 140 for extended periods of time. So they might call 100 to 125 prediabetes, but that's bad information. It's a very narrow way of looking at things. I, I will tell you that when I'm in ketosis, I had months that I was in that range for fasting. Mine is now finally stabilized and, and mine is rock solid right in the 90s every time. But I don't have those 70s anymore that they say are really, really healthy. We look at this wrong. So have you done an A1C? Uh, yes, sir, I did. Uh, I've been uh, I've been I've been listening to you for years, probably, probably since you started on the radio. It's been and uh, I've been one of your keto students since last year, about this time I started. I've lost 40 pounds. And, Excellent. Uh, you know, I eat clean everything, and I, I do really good. Uh, uh, my A1C last November when they checked it was 5.5. Now, I just had it checked again in March, and it came down to 5.3. Oh, see, you have no blood sugar problem at all. Keep doing exactly what you're doing, and if you have a doctor tell you you are pre-diabetic, find another doctor. This fasting blood sugar can be very deceiving when you're in keto. So, and again, if you're between 100 and 125, yes, it's unusual. Doctors don't understand it. They will call you pre-diabetic. But you're not, and your A1C shows that you're not, and your diet shows that you're not. Now, there are a couple other things we could look at. Um, knowing that you had surgery, my guess is you had some pretty heavy doses of antibiotics. Yes. Antibiotics will wreak havoc with your gut bacteria, which is what we've been talking so much about, and your gut bacteria have a direct impact on blood sugar control. So if I don't think you need any help, honestly. I, I think your numbers are just fine. Um, I don't think there's any issue. You're not doing any damage because of high blood sugar numbers. So I, I think you're just fine there. And the longer your keto, the more it stabilizes and the more it improves. But if we wanted to look anywhere, I, I would look at really working hard to rebuild a good, healthy gut microbiome with you know high quality probiotics and even switching probiotics every 30 days eating a lot of high quality fermented foods which is really the best way to get it so kimchi and kombucha and some really high quality low low sugar yogurts um, any fermented vegetable those kind of things will all go a long way towards rebuilding um, the damage that absolutely happened with all those antibiotics. The other thing, because we're talking about a heart, 
did they put you on statins? No, no, I refused. Okay. My, my cardiologist Good. tried to do that to me in January. He said, oh, you got to take it because your cholesterol's out of whack and everything. And when I told him that I was, I was on keto, he about lost it. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing we now know, and this is new information again, that statins are wreaking havoc with blood sugar control. So I'm glad you refused them. I don't think you've got a problem at all. And, and if you wanted to focus on anything, I would just focus on, on the gut microbiome. Well, I, I do, I do do that. I've, I, like I said, I've been, I've been, I listen to you religiously and stuff. And I, I have a, I have a ritual I do every morning. The first thing is, is when I wake up is apple cider vinegar and water. And then later on after that, I do uh, glutamine and then I do probiotics and I do my bulletproof coffee. And, oh boy, uh, you, you know, have an awesome morning routine. Yeah, I, that's that's every, that's every morning, Kevin. And the the thing that, that that puzzles me, and this is what put my primary care physician is just—he's a wonderful guy. I've, I've chased him all around for twenty years because he uh, he would rather you do something holistic than take medication. He is really he loves his keto diet. In fact, when I had my DOT physical uh, last month. The doctor that did uh, my DOT physical was heavy into keto and paleo. And, in fact, ah. uh, I gave her your, your website, and she was going to do your NutriCube because she was having some problems with uh, dige her digestive system. So she was going to do wow. your NutriCube. But the, the one thing I wanted to ask you real quick is a lot of sometimes when I eat, like, say, uh, I'll be, I'll be uh, uh, in the morning, I'll wake up, uh, I'll check my sugar, say it'd be 117, just roughly, 117. I'll go ahead and make me something to eat, say two eggs and some bacon. And then an hour later, I'll check my check my sugar again. It'll go down to anywhere from 85 to 90. Perfect. An hour Perfect. And exactly what mine did. And I went through everything you went through. I freaked out. When I started seeing fasting blood sugar in 120, remember this, Kim? Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> I totally freaked out because prior to going keto, I had blood sugar in the 70s and 80s all the time. Mm -hmm. And I went keto, and all of a sudden I was getting readings of 120 fasting. But as soon as I would eat or have a bulletproof coffee, I'd be down in the 80s. Now, my range keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter, which is exactly what we want. We want to flatline our blood sugar. And, and mine is, is like in the 90s all the time. It's in the 90s when I wake up. It's in the 90s after I eat. It's in the 90s when I'm fasting. It just stays in the 90s. I very seldom get readings outside of 90 anymore. And, and that is ideal. I mean, you, you can't ask for better than that. And the longer I was keto, the tighter and tighter that range kept getting. Yeah, you see, mine, stay, mine stays in the 100 range, right there between. It, I, I mean, it, well, uh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't stay there. You said after you eat, it goes into the 80s. That's the same pattern I well, saw. Yeah, and then the longer I did it. Yeah, it'll go ahead and it'll go down like an hour after. It'll go down to like 80. But then the second hour, it'll go back up to like 100, 101, yeah, it, 102, it, 103. 
again, if we're staying away from the danger zone and, and the way you're eating, you are clearly staying away from the danger zone. There's nothing to worry about. Nothing whatsoever. I, I, so keep doing what you're doing. Again, address the microbiome. Sounds like you're already doing that. And you could look at stress because stress it has a huge impact on blood sugar. Stress will raise blood sugar. That's the whole point. The stress response, one of the steps in the stress response is that, remember, our stress response is fight or flight. That's the only reason we have it. And it was to keep us alive. So one of the things that happens is our body produces glucose when we're under stress because it wants that fast burning energy. So when the stress hormones get released, one of the steps is it signals the liver to go into gluconeogenesis. Kim, there's the G word. Does that? Mm, yeah, I know. Right. Sure does. And <laughs> I know Michael's listening, but it won't stress him out because he understands this whole thing. He's not worried about it on the test. But the, the G words are what everybody worried about on the test. Um, the, the body goes into gluconeogenesis. It starts creating its own blood sugar from protein. And if it doesn't have any protein available, it'll break down muscle. It, it is going to produce sugar. And if you are stressed all of the time, you are producing sugar without even eating it. So I, I don't think that that's what's going on with you. But, you know, I, I think your numbers are completely fine. I think they're going to continue to get better. But even if they don't, nothing wrong with the numbers where they are now. So maybe address some stress and keep checking your numbers and see what it does. We're going to get to a break and then we're going to come right back and get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get back to your calls. Kim, don't you just love it when it all starts to come together? You know, over these last several years, we learned, you know, something over here about adrenals. We learned something over here about blood sugar. We learn about gut bacteria. And then all of a sudden, it all starts to come together. And it makes total sense now why stress raises our blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never used to put a whole lot to it until and a lot of times it's after you experience it you know it'd be great if we can teach people to be proactive about this instead of after the fact trying to rebuild it um your adrenals from stress because that's a it's quite a process but yeah it's it's very cool to see where we think you know two and a half years into this 
you know, health journey that we've been doing. It even started before there, you know, at CMC. But um, it's just, yeah, keep learning and you're going to, you know, just like we say with uh, working with people, it's like a dance, you know, and it's that way with, with all of our continued education and what we bring to people. Well, you know, we've always been told, and we know better than this now, we totally ignore this now, but we were always told calories in, calories out. If you're fat, mm-hmm, it's because mm-hmm. too many calories, you don't burn off enough. It made logical sense, but mm-hmm. it's absolutely 100% wrong and when they when they started coming out and saying stress causes weight gain wait a minute how does that fit with your old theory your old theory said this was just calories in calories out stress can't possibly affect the amount of calories if anything stress should be causing me to burn extra calories because it ramps up every so but now we know it's not calories in calories out has almost nothing to do with anything we now understand stress which starts this whole chain of events that raises our blood sugar because we need that energy. If we raise our blood sugar, our body releases insulin to bring the blood sugar back down. And we know that insulin is the fat storage hormone. Now it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. And so much we do ourselves to a stress, you know, I mean, a lot of it's like you, you were talking all the different levels of it. You got to watch the way you talk to yourself too and what you're putting out there. You know, I think Facebook has been a huge thing, you know, where people put drama out on Facebook and careful, that's coming back at you a hundredfold because it's just your internalization of the stress, your perception, stress, everything is just backfiring on you. Yeah. You know, in fact, I just had an idea when you were saying that we need to create a meme, maybe even a t-shirt. This is all I'm going to put on it. Let everybody wonder. Facebook makes you fat. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Let everybody wonder. <laughs> Facebook fat. <laughs> That's a good one. Let's, uh, yeah. Let, let's go to Kentucky. Brian, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Kim. Thank you for taking my call. I was Hi, calling to see if uh, you all had any suggestions uh, for uh-huh. me, maybe with supplements. Uh, according to my NutriQ that I took a little while back with you guys. Brian, um, (laughs) I have to ask you, I look at a lot of Um, NutriQs. Either something went really wrong with our software or you just have to feel horrible. Uh, I I, I don't feel the greatest. Um, I think maybe one of the easiest, easiest ways to sum it up is probably extreme fatigue more than anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah. sleep okay. I sleep. I'm on a CPAP. I sleep well now that mm-hmm. I'm on a CPAP. Um, as far as sleeping goes, I do have the truck driver schedule, but when I sleep, it's usually a good, consistent six, eight, nine hours. Uh, but yeah. yeah, very, very, very fatigued. I believe it. In fact, I am surprised that you can even perform your job. I mean, you must be muscling through with superhuman strength. Seriously. Um, So, no, I'm not going to recommend a single supplement. Not at all. You got to tell me about your diet first. Mm -hmm. Well, my diet has gotten a little bit better. I spoke to you guys. It's been time flies. It's kind of gotten away from me. It's been a it's been a few months back, and uh, I remember Kim telling me, uh, 
you know, eat all the eggs and bacon you can. I eat a lot of eggs and bacon. Good. Um, I drink. I've been drinking a lot more just black coffee, water, and tea like you had suggested. I don't do a lot of soda. Let, I quit drinking let, let beer. Stop, let, and, let's stop there a for just a second because I, I want to quantify that. When you say a lot of coffee and tea, the water is fine. I don't care how much water you drink. Coffee and tea we have to be careful of. I like them both. I drink them both every day. But in your situation, how how many cups of coffee and tea a day? Well, the large cup that you get at these little minute marts, I think, is 24 ounces. I'll drink no more than two of those a day. So I've actually cut that, way back. I used to drink a lot more than that. Yeah, but that's still I mean, I basic. Yeah, that's five. Well, that's five to six what we call cups which is way too excessive for somebody in your situation. So we, we would not recommend any supplements at all. I would recommend you focus entirely on the diet for now, 30 days without any supplements, because honestly, I wouldn't even know where to begin with supplements. We always start with digestive, but I don't even want to recommend those right now. I, I, I would want you to only focus on a good clean diet keto slash paleo right and that's that's what i've been gradually working toward and as you know it 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 can, it can be done but it's tough on the road oh no question and, uh, and that's why i don't want to add one more thing i don't want to add any supplements right now i, I don't want to add one more thing you have to think about or stress over because honestly i i don't know that i could pick good supplements for you right now anyway so I would say that, that you put your focus on continuing what you're already doing. I, I would, that you listen to the show, you know the stuff we talk about that's good to eat. You need to seek that food out as often as possible. You need to cut back on the caffeine and you can do that slowly. And you could even do it by switching to decaf. I mean, that, that we don't expect anybody to go from zero to 100. We go from zero to 10 miles an hour and from 10 to 20 and, you know, cut back on on the caffeine just by going to decaf. If you have to do half a cup of decaf and a half a cup of caffeine, any improvement is a step in the right direction. And as long as we're continuing to make those steps day after day, then we'll get there. And, and I don't care if it takes six months. Uh, it, it's way better than not getting there because honestly, you are heading for an early grave. We're heading because you're already changing this. You were heading for serious health issues. Okay. Well, I certainly feel like that. I know I've lost, since I spoke to you and Kim last, I've lost about 13 pounds. Excellent. Uh, it hasn't really made it hasn't really made me feel any different. Um, you well, know, it, I've it, got very. It's going to be a while till you start to feel different. Yeah, and I know when I spoke to you last, um, you had recommended quit taking the statin and thyroid medication, which I did immediately. I haven't touched any of that stuff because um, you know the, my the, thyroid. Yeah, you know, the thyroid, the, the, the thyroid is a touchy issue. The, the problem is 
any medication or even supplements you are taking right now are probably just screwing things up and we, we can't even get a good clean measurement. You know, thyroid may be an issue that we, we start working on early with you, but you've got to clean up the diet. You've got to keep doing what you're already doing and, and be really, really consistent with it. And uh, we'd love to work with you, whether it's just on calls like this, but uh, until you call and say, I've nailed it. 90% of the food that goes in my mouth now is the stuff that it's supposed to be. The other 10% I slip once in a while, because if we get 90% of the diet, we can solve about 90% of your problems. And as I've heard you before, the easiest way to explain that to someone is whole dense food, food with no ingredients. That's it. No labels. No labels. That's right. our goal. That's our target. Just like if we went out to target practice, we're never going to hit 100% bullseyes. But that's what we're always aiming for. And that's what we do with food. We aim to put 100% of the food in our mouth that has no label on it. It just is food. Beef doesn't have a label. Broccoli doesn't have a label. Walnuts don't have a label. Uh, and if they do, then that's not the beef or the broccoli or the walnut you want because somebody's done something to it. Because clearly they can take beef and inject it with other stuff. They can take walnuts and coat them with things. That's our sign. That's our clue. That was whole food at one point. That was real food, but somebody's done something to it. So our goal, the target we're always aiming for is every bite of food that goes in our mouth is just whole real food with no label. The closer we get, the better we'll feel. So you keep working on that. Keep calling us. I want to help you on this journey. Kim, same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, we're here for you, Brian. Absolutely. We'll be right back. The music's playing. Stick around. We've got more stuff right after this. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. I can't believe it, Kim. We're down to the final segment again already. Yeah, it goes so fast. It does go fast. We are going Yeah, really good stuff. We're going to head back to the phones. We're going to go to Arkansas. Dave, welcome to the program. Dave, oh, sorry. I Things <laughs> jumped on me. I hit the wrong button there. Dave in Arkansas, it's your turn. Go ahead. There you are. There we <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> Good. What's on your mind? Well, I sent over an oil sample. I want you to run through the numbers with me. Oh, uh, labs, blood labs. Yeah, or an oil sample, same thing. Um, same you know, thing. Yeah. What What numbers are you concerned about on here? Let's start with that. Well, listen, uh, First of all, my A1C I thought would be a little bit better. I had it down to five six the last time. Now it's up to five eight, and uh, and I got some particle size uh, uh, on the cholesterol. 
that I'm kind of I, I first time I ever had a a, par, a, par, a particle uh, test, and uh, about the only thing that I really went down on was my triglycerides on my cholesterol. So I've been eating keto for almost two years now. If you're going to go down on something, that's a good one to go down on. I'll tell you where I am on cholesterol. With all the reading I've done and all the tests I've looked at, and when when you start to realize that our test can be influenced in the very short term by so many things, and Uh we don't have any really good understanding of cholesterol, we know that we were wrong for a very long time. Here's where I am on cholesterol. Eat a good, clean diet and don't check it. Okay. Really? That, okay. That, well, that's the first step. It's, that's it's my it's whole the first step. time I checked the particle, you know. Yeah, well, you I'll agree make, with that. I don't like checking it. <laughs> good. And here's what I mean. You could, take, you could take the top 10 people in the field of cholesterol, and some would be medical doctors, and some would be researchers, and some would be naturopaths. And you could give them your results. And if we give them to 10 people, we're going to get 11 answers. Okay. Okay. Well, 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 let's go to the A1C then. Okay. (laughs) Let's. So, um, So what's changed in your... 5.8. The only thing that's changed is the new truck I got doesn't have a refrigerator, so I don't bring a lot of stuff with me, but I still eat keto uh, bulletproof coffee in the morning and avocado. That's what I had this morning. I'll stop for a salad for lunch, maybe at the subway, put my own dressing on it, my own fats. I'm pretty strict on the keto. Uh, so nothing has really changed there, but I, you know, listening to your last couple of calls, I've had, I have had a little stress the last couple of months, you know, buying a new truck and spending a lot of money. So, so I uh, guess uh, I don't know. But, I guess it's yeah. two factors. It's two factors. It's the quality of the food you're eating, because we've talked many times about, you know, we we strive for keto first when we have blood sugar weight Uh issues. We strive for keto first and quality second, because I understand the quality issues on the road. I I just know what it's like. So the quality of the food has multiple impacts. It, it affects our EFA balance, which can actually affect blood sugar and, and the other symptoms that go with it. And it affects our gut. And our gut has lots of control over blood sugar. So, and we're just learning that. That's still fairly new stuff. So my guess is between the, the less quality food, you were doing better before when you had a refrigerator, which makes sense. That's one of the factors. Well, a little bit, yeah. It's affecting the gut, and that that effect could be much bigger than we think. And the stress, which we just explained how that affects blood sugar, I'm not surprised. And and you didn't go up a lot, and you're not really in a danger zone. You are what they would call pre-diabetic, but they are basing that on the general population. So what happens in the general population is the longer they continue to eat that diet, they are on a, on a continuum. They are always going up in their blood sugar numbers. So, so they I look at you. it, oh, look, everybody who hit 5.8 eventually became a diabetic. 
they don't understand yeah. people who are heading in the other direction or people who are much more stable. So it's kind of like the fasting blood sugar. When, when I knew I had no blood sugar problems, but if I looked at traditional charts, my fasting blood sugar said I was pre-diabetic. It's just it, we're reading the charts wrong. So knowing well, I gotta that speak. you, I got to speak. I got to speak on that if I can. I, uh, um, the natural path that I'm seeing has got me on three different um, supplements to try to bring my fasting of blood glucose count down. Now, I'm right around 101, 102 after fasting. She wants me under 100. She says I've got to do with my thyroid issue. See, I take a synthetic thyroid medication also. And that's why, you know, uh, I would stick with her and, and see how it goes. Thyroid clearly can cause this. So she's on right. the right track. She's taking thyroid panels and she's checking the right numbers. Um, uh -huh. I don't have a problem with that. Um, if we know there's no thyroid issues or adrenal issues and we're still in that, you know, 90 or 100 range. Like I say, mine's rock solid at 90. I, I don't see 70s right. anymore. I don't see 80s anymore. I, I actually think that might well, be get, better. I'm getting to, uh, to the 90s an hour after a meal. But uh, when I get up in the morning, I'm between 100 and 105 all the time. And she says, I got got to be down below 100. And I've been struggling with that for a number of months now. You know, I, I certainly uh, don't have point that I'm wondering if she knows. Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem with her trying. If you can get it under 100, uh -huh. okay, but I don't know that there's any evidence that being at 95 every day is any better than being at 105. Most of the evidence yeah, show the damage until yeah. 140, and we have to be above that for extended periods of time to do damage. Again, I, I, I think we have to adjust the way we look at some of these numbers. But again, she's right. working on a specific problem. It's thyroid. And if she gets your thyroid healthier, that would be a good thing. Yeah, it absolutely would be a good thing. And, you know, as you guys know, I dropped a bunch of weight on the ketogenic diet, you know, 70-plus uh, pounds. But I'm at hold there. I'm at 265 for the last eight months now. haven't haven't... Uh, haven't moved anywhere, and she believes that's uh, all to do with the thyroid. I would agree with her. Uh, if she is okay. if, if she's looking at thyroid panels, I would tend to agree with her. It, and when we talk uh -huh. about adrenal, we have the, the whole adrenal axis, which includes pituitary and thyroid and adrenal, and, and all of this stuff is working together. They're all part of the hormone system. So any imbalance in any one of them can cause the same thing that when I say we have adrenal fatigue, it's almost like the catch-all for a hormone problem. Um, it, it's, right. So I think she's on the right track. When, when we really dig down into these, they can get somewhat complicated. We do have to do panels and you know, we don't really want to dig that deep with people. Um, when somebody's at that point, I almost do want to refer them out to a naturopath, somebody that can order very specific blood tests and some other things. Um, have you yeah. read the? Have you read or listened to the book um, by Isabella Wentz? No, not yet, but I got it on my list. Get that book. 
because that's going to help you work with the naturopath. That is the absolute best explanation of thyroid and how to fix it that I've ever seen. And I, I will even tell you, she is she is okay with some thyroid medications, drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, while you're uh-huh. working towards a, a truly natural solution. But her her material is hands down the best I have found on um, thyroid. So honestly, I would give a copy to your naturopath. And and if she's a good naturopath, she would be open to that. Because uh, I think a, a lot of good could come from that. It's really good information. Uh, let's see. Kim, we are just about done. Anything you want to wrap up with? Oh, gosh. Um, no, just, to, you know, thanks for bringing all this information to us, to Kevin, and um, just hope everybody keeps learning and email us for anything that they need, like what they would like to see us talk on as well, um, along with any questions that they have. Absolutely. And uh, we have got a webinar coming up in an uh, hour or so. I better go get yeah, ready. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. And if you want to be a part of our webinars, oh, and coming up this weekend, this weekend, make sure you tune in. It's The product will be available tomorrow. We'll talk about it on the weekend show. We have a really, really exciting new product in the store. Talk about it this weekend, or you can go to the website tomorrow, and you will see it on the website tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say. We'll see you next time. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. All right, thanks everybody. We'll see you here this weekend for the live show. Thanks for tuning in to The Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.